Nobody. It is Tuesday. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. It's Tuesday. You know what day it is. It's Show Me the Money Club treat. live Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, basically, search for Show Me the Money Club or the Rideshare Guy. You'll find us and our happy little faces. Uh, it's candy day, so everybody out there going to get some candy. Or if you're driving, be safe, especially uh, with the kids out there. If you're East Coast, obviously, trick-or-treating has started already. Uh, if you're West Coast, it's going to be starting very soon. So again, if you're out there driving, just please be careful, especially in neighborhoods uh, where there are a lot of trick-or-treaters. We don't want to hear any issues or any problems like that. But it is a great day to go out there and make some money. Uh, this past weekend, we had a lot of drivers making money throughout the country. So uh, when you can get out there on those few holidays, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, just make sure you can get out there and get it. Sergio, how you doing? Trick or treat. <laughs> uh, I choose it's all treat. treat. <laughs> it's all treat. It was all treat this weekend. We're going to talk about it. And uh, hopefully it's all treat again today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So let's get into today's rundown. Uh, we have a special guest, Alex uh, Kantritz, coming on. Uh, he's going to be talking about AI, uh, autonomous vehicles, a lot of stuff along, along that. Uh, so it's going to be a really interesting conversation. Sergio, you've been pretty scared when it comes to uh, AI and some of the things like that. Some of the <laughs> things that you sent me earlier this week saying, hey, watch this. Yeah. Uh, I did get around to watching that. And uh, uh, some of it can hole. be, I'm can trying be to a, a little scary. But, hole, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to pull you in my rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we have him coming on in just a few minutes. Uh, then we're going to be talking about the Halloween weekend, obviously a great weekend, uh, Saturday night with a lot of parties going on Friday sometimes, uh, but yeah, Saturday, we're going to be talking about what drivers were pulling in, what Sergio had made. I was unfortunately at a party. I could tell you about the craziness there. We could talk about that, but had nothing to do with the ride share. Uh, then we're going to be talking about Lyft copying Uber again, but this time, you know, Better. one of the things could be a little bit nicer when it comes to a boost plus copy. Uh, when it comes to driver bonuses. Uh, we're going to be talking about Uber Teen expanding yet again. Uh, we're going to be talking about Lyft Extra Comfort, the fares. What do they pay like? What are drivers going to be seeing? Lux, not going to be happy. If you were just Lyft regular and now qualify for Extra Comfort, it's going to be a nice little pay raise for you. But how much? We're going to get into that. Uh, then we're going to be talking about Uber and Waymo are joining forces. What's going on there? We're also going to be talking about how California DMV suspended crews and then Cruise also suspends rides nationwide. Uh, so interesting there. Uh, the cone couldn't, uh, couldn't save them. And then uh, Hertz putting the brakes on EVs. We're going to be talking about that as well. Um, but first, we want to thank today's sponsor, Giggle. So are you an independent contractor or gig worker seeking fast and hassle-free financing? Look no further than Giggle. We understand that time is money, and that's where we've revolutionized the way you access fund. Picture this. $5,000 in your hands as quick as five minutes. Yes, you heard that right. Five minutes by simply connecting your bank account. Giggle is here to make sure you can focus on what you do best while we take care of your financial needs. Giggle, the fastest way to secure your financial future and for your special offer, visit gigglefinance.com slash rideshareguy to apply. All right, Sergio, you ready for today? Yes, sir. This is, uh, I've been really looking forward to this. Um, huge fan of Alex and um, I'm probably as excited as this one. I was, I was for David Richer one, to be honest with you, because, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be different, uh, a different type of conversation for sure. Uh, so it's going to be really unique, a different perspective. 
and well, uh, I think it's going to be really beneficial for everybody watching. So yeah. um, let's let's talk about who Alex is. Alex is the founder of Big Technology, an independent publication that covers the inner workings of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, and Microsoft. His email newsletter goes out to thousands of Silicon Valley decision makers each week. Let's bring him on. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Great to see you guys. Great. Hey, Thanks Alex, for coming on. We appreciate it. Great to be here. Thanks um, for having me on. Huge, huge fan of yours, to be perfectly honest. And I, I was, I've been really looking forward to this one, uh, this episode for a while. And, um, um, you know, uh, Chris in, introduced you, obviously, but then I know you, you're still with CNBC, right? Or you used I'm to be a with CNBC CNBC? contributor. So contributor. I basically go on air exclusively with them about once a week to talk about the latest in big tech. Cool. And, uh, you know, I know you also wrote a book. Let's talk a, a few seconds about your book. Um, the book is called Always Day One. It is oh. a look into the inner workings of Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, and Google. I mean, I guess they have new names now, some of them since I wrote it, right? Meta and Alphabet, or Alphabet was already Alphabet. But anyway, let's not get into semantics. It's basically a book asking why have these giant tech companies been able to stay inventive, really, um, that is reversing the traditional method of a big company, which as they get bigger, they get slower, sluggish, they fall apart, they get dominated by competitors. And I found that there's something inside these companies that allows them to stay reinventive, to decide that whatever they, uh, you know, their flagship product that they have today is not going to be what's going to get them to the finish line or even help them stay sustainable. And I went through these five companies and looked at what the secret sauce was uh, within them that allows them to reinvent over and over and over again. And that's why always day one is sort of a wink at that, right? It's always day one. Not that you have to keep working your butt off as like, you know, as if it's your first day, but I mean, I guess that too, but really you have to approach each day as if it's your first, um, not caring really what got you there. It's all about what the market needs right now and how do you go and build that? Yeah, and uh, you know, there's quite a bit of similarities between those companies and what we do, Uber, obviously, right? Uber being the, you know, the giant in the in the rideshare world. Um, the you know, they had this transition, obviously, from Travis to Dara, right? Have you interviewed uh, any of them uh, or both of them? No, neither of them have come on. I've had Emil Michael, the former Uber executive, oh, okay. on a few times on the show. Uh, Travis, I don't think does much media or any media anymore at all, uh, for reasons that you guys probably know well. And I doubt Dara will will come on my show ever. Um, Why is if he that? does, he's because I don't think CEOs are interested in in facing critical questions anymore. And I think that yeah. Dara knows that he'll get them on the show, and yeah. so that's why I don't think he'll ever come on. I mean, I've definitely put on put in requests to to Uber. They know that I'm well versed with the company. Uh, yeah. They haven't responded kindly or at all, really, to those respond to those requests. And so, you know, again, I'm going to make it here again. Dara, if you ever want to come on, open invitation. But I don't expect him to join. Well, that counts for both of us, Dara. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Now, we we, we, we kind of are failing at that, too, because, uh, you know, we're trying, I mean, you know, we're in touch with these companies, obviously. But although David Richard was, you know, uh, I give him all the credit. He was on with us a couple of weeks ago, live. Yep. which is you know for a ceo of a multi-billion dollar company i mean you know why well, he didn't have to do it but he did it and he came and listened and hopefully learned um you know let's stick with uber for a couple of minutes and and obviously you've studied these companies and you know from their inception all the way to where they are now i mean the companies don't even look like what they were because they were living in some sort of subsidized fantasy land right the passenger was in subsidized fantasy land companies were just 
I don't know, 30, 40 billion dollars, you know, VC money, they keep pulling. I mean, they're, they're probably, I think Uber is the only company that has lost that much money in, in the history of, <laughs> of corporate America before they turned a profit last quarter, right? Um, so w what is your opinion of Uber? I mean, you know, just be frank. And because we, our, our audience is 99.9% .9 drivers, right? Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I put a lot of drivers into, uh, you know, we have three unions, by the way, here, Alex. One is mm -hmm. the Cherry Pickers United. We call it CPU, which is me, because I declined <laughs> nine out of ten trips. Okay. The other one is called Ant Formica United, which is Ants are the guys that accept every single trip. Okay? They just accept, 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 which what Uber wants, and we don't want to do that. And then the third one we created now is called CDU, which is Complaining Drivers United. And it seems like every video we put out, that everybody's complaining these days. But let's let's hear your opinion. I'm sure you're a passenger on all these apps, right? Absolutely. Yeah, look, it's a tough business. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think that this business was built um, initially on more of a dream that you could use the phone to reinvent any business, and that includes the taxi business, and they did. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you can reinvent it with better margins or better conditions for drivers. And I think that's played out for Uber, without a doubt. The food delivery business, and you guys can, you know, help fill in the gaps here. But um, from the outside looking in, it seems like the food delivery business is going to be the more profitable, um, you know, cash cow for Uber over the long run. In in the way that the passenger service has not been, and that has given Wall Street a little bit of hope. It's probably helped Dara uh, buy some time as the CEO, um, despite his let's say mediocre to poor performance. And um, we'll have to see where it goes. But I mean, they certainly, you know, they've accomplished things that people didn't expect the food delivery side, they've struggled where people didn't expect the passenger delivery side, they uh, have been a lot slower, we're gonna talk about autonomous vehicles, they've been a lot slower to roll out autonomous vehicles. I mean, the fact that we're just getting the first partnership with Waymo in October 2023, um, is a real surprise from the Uber from people who follow Uber. Um, the idea that this is going to come from an outside company, not from Uber and so late in the game. Um, certainly, I, I don't think what a lot of their uh, backers on Wall Street and then the private sector believe believed would happen. And then they're also facing a tougher economy, one that's a lot more punishing to companies that have low, lower margins, struggled to turn a profit, have traditionally struggled to turn a profit, or not living in the old zero interest rate era anymore, far from it, in fact, and that's all working to penalize Uber. So ultimately, you know, as a customer, I'm happy it exists. Um, but you know, looking at it from a business standpoint, it's it's been it's been a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I always call these companies Uber specifically, you know, a cab company with an app, although they make themselves sound like over oh, a technology <laughs> company. I'm like, not really. Uh, you know, just, but, uh, you know, I, I'm sure they would disagree with me. And one of the reasons Dara wouldn't come on is probably because of that. But, um, you know, uh, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it, 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 without customers, obviously, there is no Uber. Without drivers, there is no Uber. So they're like the, kind of a, the, you know, I call them like the, the perfect bookmaker, legal bookmaker, right? They're just exactly. in the middle and taking their juice, right? Taking their VIG, which is called their take rate, right? Which has gone up quite a bit since they went public because before public, they didn't care about profits. It was growth at all costs. Now they have to show the money, just like our name of the show, show me the money. They have, to, And in fact, yesterday I was listening to a Kara Swisher uh, interview with Dara. He said it, Chris. He said, show me the money. I'm like, okay. Oh. Yeah, he did. It was a copyright strike. I got to right watch there. that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Um, so as I said, um, Alex, you know, our audience is 99.9% drivers, right? So there's quite a bit of anxiety going on in our community now. Um, you know, as you hit on your last um, answer about autonomous vehicles, right? And I watched your interview with Kyle Boat, the CEO of Cruise, uh, twice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, he's not a huge fan of, <laughs> for, for given certain reasons, he's not a huge fan of our show. Um, I don't think he's going to come on, uh, but you interviewed him. So what was your take when you interviewed this guy? Uh, the number one thing that I was struck by was the ambition. I mean, yep. to me, he came on and um, I said, well, it seems to me, this is my thesis. I like to come into an interview with a, a main question that I try to answer. And I had just spent a few weeks in San Francisco and I had taken some cruise rides and some Waymo rides, I think totaling more than a dozen, um, completely driverless, no safety driver. Uh, just me or me and my wife uh, or me or us and friends and just try to see what this was all about. You know, I wanted to get, I was in San Francisco for two weeks. I wanted to get as many of these rides as possible. And so I came into this saying that like, it seems like you figured out San Francisco and San Francisco, by the way, not an easy city to no. drive in. I lived there for uh, six and a half years and had a car for a couple of them. And let me tell you, some of those hills and twists and turns uh, were, were extremely challenging. And, you know, he came in guns blazing, uh, saying that this is technology that is generalizable, meaning we figure out San Francisco, you're right, like, it actually becomes a lot easier for us to figure out other cities, we don't have to start from scratch, every in, in every single city. And then he said the thing, so you asked, like, what struck me, and this is the ambition part, right? Then he said the thing that I that I left walking away with being like, Oh, my goodness. And he said that they're something like 10 xing the amount of rides that they're yeah. giving this year, and they're going to 10x next year, and every year after that, 10x. And I mean, this guy is, he's a CEO of a big company, somewhat accountable. Um, and to talk about with that level of, of ambition and, and to predict that level of exponential growth to come short of that would be, you know, embarrassing for him and potentially risk his ability to stay in the job. Yep. And um, and that's really what struck me. Obviously, Cruz has hit some serious speed bumps, you know, pardon the pun, but like it has not been a good few weeks for Cruz lately. But to me, the fact that these self-driving, the people who are behind, you know, someone like Kyle sitting at, uh, you know, in the in the CEO seat of, of a car of a company with this technology and seeing how it's been able to advance and making those type of predictions to me again, led to this thesis that I had, which is that this stuff is going to actually, um, it's going to spread faster than a lot of people anticipate. Yeah, I mean, you know, they went into obviously Austin, you know, they spread out to Phoenix, um, albeit in a geofenced area, probably, right? right? I mean, LA as well, which is larger and larger um, over the years. Um, look, I was in a Tesla with the latest software of FSD, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I, we took it like a half hour ride. It blew me away. And and it was this thing was like, oh, wow, this is like, it's almost better than me. Right. And, and then look, the technology is coming, but how fast, according to Kyle or Mr. Mm -hmm. Vogue, he goes 10x, 10x, 10x. Well, that's crazy because there is not enough money on the planet because, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the economics of this. First of all, why do you think they're doing this? Why do you think they're spending... It's not for rideshare because rideshare is not a profitable business because an Uber driver is working for less than what a cruise is going to charge for that trip. Unless cruise at some point due to scale 
they're going to mm-hmm. charge 25 cents a mile or some ridiculous number, which with an $80,000 car that they are now doesn't make sense. What is the economics behind this? Why are they like pushing so hard to do this? Right. Well, I think you hit it on the head, which is that they are going to, the only way this works for them is scale. And they eventually believe that they'll have economies of scale as they build more of these vehicles and get them onto the roads. And that technology becomes truly generalizable. So you can effectively drop a car anywhere in the world and it can sort of figure out how to get you from point A to point B with decent GPS. And for Kyle, why he's saying it's going to 10x, 10x, 10x is because that's sort of what it needs to work. If he's going to say anything less than that, you're right. It's potentially underwater. I mean, yeah. so you need that to be, you need it to be everywhere or else the vision doesn't work because you have to find some way to make back those costs. Now, is that going to be possible? I don't know. It seems difficult, but the economic reward, if you are able to do it right, seems sizable. And so that's why I think you see these companies doing it. I have a, like a weird idea about all this, right? Uh, as far as autonomous vehicles are concerned. I don't think they're doing it for right share, honestly. I think, you know, as we all know, we're humans and, and the clock every day has 24 hours in it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, through the technological changes, advancements, right? We learn how to multitask. Now we can do a lot things a lot faster. With AI now, we're going to do things a lot faster. And to me, it's like it create an extra, because, every you know, as we know, if you're commuting to work and back, in some cases, it's like 30 to 45 minutes each way. So I'm thinking, well, we can create like another hour and a half or an hour of productivity for this human. To, to And that, I think, is the idea behind it, because I truly cannot see the economics as far as doing right here. Because if these companies like Uber are having such a difficult time turning a profit without owning, owning the asset, it's a zero asset business model when it comes to rideshare. And these things are expensive. How many, well, there's 5 million drivers in the US, which is 5 million cars. There's no way Cruise or Waymo is going to put out 5 million cars. It's going to cost billions, hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah. So you're saying that there could be a personal ownership part of it as well? Yeah. That sounds right to me. I was just on the uh, on the line with uh, the co-CEO of Waymo, Takedra Mawakana, who's I'm going to drop an episode with her on the Big Technology Podcast feed tomorrow on Wednesday, November 1st. Okay. And uh, I like, you know, because the Waymo app is pretty good. You call it yeah. and, the, the you know, you know exactly where the car is and the car finds you and you go and you take it. And then she's she came on the show where she's announcing this partnership with Uber. And yeah. I was like, well why would you partner with uber why won't you just be your own rideshare business and she's like we're just trying everything we're going to find a way to make this work no matter what whether it's a partnership with the ride uh ride hailing app whether it is personal ownership and i was like personal ownership yeah that's one of them and then she also mentioned that they haven't let go of the idea of putting this stuff in trucks and seemed actually more more interested in getting that side of the operation uh, moving than I had anticipated coming in. So I think that the everybody who does this sees that there is a real financial reward at the end of the at the end of the tunnel if you are able to get the technology to the place where it's good enough. Whether that's rideshare, whether that's personal ownership. I mean you're right. If you own one of these cars and you're driving to work every day and you get in and you know it just drives you and you can be on your laptop. I mean you know there's a tremendous amount of people that would do that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, then you get into industrial uses and trucking uses. And uh, and again, the companies that get this right really do stand to benefit tremendously because 
you, you know, you, as you get deeper into it, you start to, you know, the amount of use cases, you start being like, okay, it's narrow, actually grows, it grows, it grows, it grows. And then okay. that's where you see, that's where you see their, their eyeballs turn to money signs. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, as I said, you know, our community, I can, you know, the anxiety has started because I get quite a bit of email saying that, you know, every time Cruz announces, which is, I think their expansion plans are a lot more aggressive than Waymo's um, at the moment, yes. you know, with yeah. Kyle's 10x, 10x, obviously. Yeah, I asked Takedra, yeah. I was like, Kyle said that, you know, are you going to match that? And she's like, I'm not talking that way. So you're right. <laughs> She's smart. Um, but by the way, um, for our audience, we're going to leave all the um, all, all Alex's um, links, his YouTube channel, his uh, um, all the links will be in the show notes. Please go check it out. He's awesome. I mean, I'm a huge fan of his. I listen to pretty much everything he says. But uh, let's just jump back into our community, right? Mm -hmm. How long? I mean, look, Kyle, Kyle is Kyle. Well, Mr. Vogt, let's call him. Maybe okay. he'll show up. <laughs> He, he, you know, I mean, Uber, as you said correctly, right, and Waymo, who were arch enemies, now they're bedfellows. How does that, how did that come about? I like, you know, from suing each other for hundreds of millions, and now they're like, you can call a Waymo in Arizona within the app. I'm like, mm. yeah, so we're, they're question. coming to replace every rideshare driver. Is that, is that why, what do you think is going to happen? Not every, if not every, at least 10, 20%. So, first of all, um, I was, I was astonished that they inked this partnership with Uber. And I have to be like, I have to admit that I left the conversation with Takedra not fully understanding still how that partnership came together. Because I mean, for Waymo, you know, you're trying to build your own service and the wait times are long. I mean, in San Francisco, the wait times can be some around 35 minutes right now if you want to hail. So you're going to now make the wait times longer on your own app. And then for Uber, it's just like, wow, like you, you could potentially be replaced by this Waymo company and now you're partnering. So it really doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me from, a, I mean, if I'm the CEO of either of those companies and not doing that, but anyway, that maybe that's why I'm not running them. Um, I, you know, it's a great question in terms of whether this is going to replace ride sharing. So actually there's another moment in this interview with Takedra that you might find interesting. So, um, I actually had, had a quote from Harry that I included in my story about I had this um, August 4th story in big technology about Cruise expanding to LA and that we're, we finally have arrived on self-driving's breakout moment. And then Harry mentioned that, um, you know, basically that there's going to, you know, what's great about the Uber model is that it's, it's variable um, cost for them. So like when it's a very busy time, you can have lots of drivers come online and when it's less busy, you won't have a lot of drivers come online and something like a, a self-driving fleet of self-driving cars could be effectively a, a fixed cost that will take the least desirable rides and then maybe leave the best for the cherry pickers. Right. So could potentially, um, you know, lift, lift the earnings or lift um, the experience for the human drivers and let the robots take the stuff that nobody wants um, to some extent. I, I ran that by Takedra. I don't think she she really bought that. I mean, I think that she was very clear that like the aim is to have a broad level of service. So from my perspective, if you're thinking about a driver community, I mean, over time, I think that these companies, their aim is to replace every driver. I mean, every human driver, not just ride, uh, ride sharing drivers, but every driver period, like that is what they're going for. And 
I don't really see them aiming for like some area of symbiosis with, with Uber drivers. That being said, it is very, very difficult to scale these things. And we only have a few hundred cars on the road from each company right now. Uh, I mean, you talk about 5 million drivers, right? So we have like 400 now. And even if they want to scale as fast as they possibly can, that's going to be difficult. And, you know, you even look at Cruise with the, you know, very ambitious perspective. They're off the road in the U.S. right now, pretty much after getting their their license suspended by the California DMV. So there's going to be many different um, obstacles along the road that they're going to have to steer around. And we're just starting to see them now that these things are starting to scale. So I guess like, I mean, my perspective is if I'm a driver for an Uber or a Lyft, I'm not panicking, right? I know that it's going to be quite some time before these things, uh, you know, really challenge me at all. In fact, like uh, there were moments when I was like very determined to take only a Waymo or a Cruise my entire time in San Francisco and the ETAs were just ridiculous. And I was just like, well, all right, I'm going to Uber now because like I know this is going to come in two minutes. And of course it did. It worked. It worked as intended. So like they're definitely not anywhere close to being in the competitive range. But long term, I think there might be an issue. I'm kind of I am curious what you guys think. I mean, I'm sure you talk about this on the show, um, but like, you know, hearing your perspective would be very helpful for me because I'm still trying to get my head around where this is going to land. Yeah, well, I mean, let me I'll, let me answer yeah, that. Chris, Chris, uh, has, with... Chris has Chris's best buddy. <laughs> he, yeah, uh, well, wait, 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 okay. Kyle, so Kyle triggers Chris all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, and it's more of the replacing every driver that you mentioned. That to me is more the triggering point um, than than not. And obviously, replacing you know rideshare driving people who are trying to make money and all that. Um, that's also triggering. But like, I enjoy driving. I enjoy going out driving around, being free. It's it's still just as nice as it was when I was 16, 17, 18 years old. You could go out, drive, windows down, music blasting, and it's therapeutic almost. So um, I'm sure that's for a lot of people. But on the flip side, will also people adopt that? Um, that's what I think when, when it comes down to scalability. Will people actually adopt self-driving? Yeah, right now you're probably getting all the nostalgic or like creating of that. Uh, when it comes down but there's a lot of people who will go to at a checkout instead of going to self-checkout they go to a person and they make it an absolute necessity like when i go to the grocery store i was at walmart yesterday the, you know, do you want to go to the self-checkout where you still have a line there's 12 booths there but then you could go down where there's three people who are actually checking out and i had to get one thing and um so it's like you got to make that decision most people We'll go to the self-checkout. That's why Walmart has it that way. But I go to the grocery store. I go to other places. People don't want to go to the self-checkout, which is kind of like the the self-driving, if you want to think about it that way. Um, so I think the the scalability is still apprehensive in a lot of places, and I think mm -hmm. uh, um, they don't they want to push beyond that. But I think it's going to be difficult with the people who are saying, no, I want somebody who's a driver, whether it's rideshare driving, whether it's themselves driving, they want to have that ability to be in control or they want the person there who is in control that can get them around safely, where the trust in a driverless vehicle may not necessarily be there. I think Elon kind of has a better approach to it because you are still driving the vehicle and you can use full self-driving, which it kind of bridges that gap a little bit versus something like a Waymo or a Cruise, 
where you just get in, there's no car or there's no driver. You're just in the car and it's driving around. So um, I think there's a lot when it comes to the human mind, human condition, that's going to take a lot to overcome and bridge that gap between driverless and what we have currently today. Right. There is that sort of the, the vision and smacks right into reality. And yep. like I said, like, yeah, they have a vision that they want to replace everyone, but like, you know, is that going to ever happen? It's questionable, but they, they will, mm -hmm. they, they will get some share at certain, at a certain point. We just don't know what it is. I mean, I think initially oh, yeah. this is like an exciting time for people to give it a try. Okay. Because Waymo has been in LA for the past couple of weeks. I missed it, but I think I'm going to catch him in Hollywood. They're offering free rides, right? I want to get into one of these things. I want to see how this how this thing is going to you know manage itself in Hollywood traffic, right? And uh, look, there is a certain curiosity now. But then AAA ran a um, survey, and eighty percent of U.S. adults don't trust this yet, right? And the other thing is, I mean, I think you know there's there, talk about disruption, and they may be disrupting rideshare drivers, getting them out of a job. In fact, you know, I interviewed Ali Kashani, who was the CEO of Serve Robotics, on our show, right? Like, you know, they all make the same uh, argument, not argument, but 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 the point that, um, well, humans are great, but robots aiding humans are going to make humans better. I'm going like, I'm not buying any of that. You know what I mean? I mean, look, there's going to be job losses, period. You, you know, people are not talking about it realistically because a rideshare driver who's driving 40, 50 hours a week and making what he's making maybe that's the only thing he can he can do right he's not he's not he can't do anything else and he's going to lose a job i mean in fact dara said this yesterday on kara swisher's uh, interview and he says you know initially it's going to be hybrid kind of a thing but then ultimately you know these the funny thing is rideshare companies are not backing off this and and they're admitting that we want to replace you to the driver's face <laughs> so i guess kind of odd to me right yeah, it is. It's crazy. Yeah. And um, the, 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 the couple other things, um, you know, we talk a lot to our community about AI and how AI is in the algorithms are pricing all these trips, right? At the moment, you know, um, Alex, we had something called upfront fares um, in our world. You, passengers, I'm a passenger on these, but you are, I'm sure, on all of them or a lot of them anyway. And um, they spit out a price for you right as a passenger for a rideshare trip until about a year ago we knew how much we were going to make because there was a rate card rate card meaning time and distance so uber and lyft to their wisdom which i think on their part was brilliant um it, they came up with saying that well there is no more time and distance <laughs> i'm going like how's that and and then now there is an algorithm that figures out literally 70 different things in a millisecond for the driver and once they spit out a price to you as a passenger, it'll come and spit out a price to the driver. Hence, their take rate has, you know, gone up quite a bit because it's almost like a Dutch option on Wall Street, right? So I'll lock the passenger in and then I'll shop this offer around to many drivers who are willing to take at the lowest price. Meaning, you know, in a two-sided marketplace, the only way they're going to be profitable is charge as much as they can with elasticity, obviously, and then pay as little as they can. Right. Absolutely. And yes. that's what our community is struggling with. This upfront fares thing opened the Pandora's box on mm -hmm. all kinds of shenanigans that we talk about every week. Literally, like if they stopped this, they would put us out of business. There'd be no show me the money. Club. And they yeah. keep doing it. You know. Well, I, I have to say that I was in San Francisco and had a conversation with uh, a driver of uh, an Uber that I was in. 
and we were talking about like the spread uh and i was like all right i'm paying this for the ride what are you getting from it and we just like talked transparently about it and the gap between it was astonishing it was like yeah. I don't know. I mean, I might be making it up, but like 40, 50% was crazy. Yeah, no, you're yeah it's pretty typical. I was just like, how is this company getting away with this? It just, it feels, it feels like highway robbery. Easily. Well, yeah. I mean, one of the craziest things is before we, we showed the rate cards of multiple cities across the United States. And there were a handful that was actually under the IRS standard mileage deduction wage. So now a lot of places are. So if you take a trip and you look at the mileage and the total distance and divide it by what your per mile rate, a lot of times it's actually under that IRS standard mileage deduction rate, which right now is, I correct me if I'm wrong, I can't remember, it's 65 and a half cents. Um, yeah. So a lot of places are seeing much less than that. In fact, I got a couple of screenshots from drivers that were around 45, almost 50 cents a mile. And it's like, what's well, going on here? This doesn't make any sense at all. You know, I mean, I'll give you an idea, Alex, before upfront fares, uh, when I first started with Uber, initially Uber then Lyft, and I'm on like nine different apps now because I consider myself like an independent contractor, right? Because that's mm -hmm. what they want me to be. And uh, my time is for sale to the highest bidder. I mean, 20 minutes to Uber, 10 minutes to DoorDash, 20 minutes to Lyft, whatever. Who's going to pay me the most? No, I don't. I have no loyalty to any of these companies. Zero mm -hmm. as a driver. None. Um, and as a, as a customer as well, because I just want to go from point A to point B safely at the cheapest price and whoever picks me up faster gets the business. But, um, when I first started in LA in 2016, early 2016 on Uber, my mileage rates were $1.40 a mile and 35 cents a minute. Okay. Which mm -hmm. was about half the cab rates in LA at that time. So fast forward to 2022, when upfront fares came around. Before upfront fares, my time and distance rates in LA, in a city like LA, and we know what's happening with inflation, 60 cents a mile and 21 cents a minute. So about a third. A, a third and 65 and a half cents being the IRS deduction, 60 cents a mile. That's what Uber was paying for time and mm -hmm. distance. And now you can understand how their take rate, that, that spread that you talked about has gone up, right? Yeah. And it's sort of, maybe it's being driven by, and I'm not saying it's right, but like this is them responding to the fact that we're not in zero interest rate anymore. We have a 5% interest rate. And so Wall Street just demands more profits from every tech company. And somehow like Meta has been able to make that money by selling more ads and Apple can make it by selling more services. And the only way that Uber makes it is just by increasing the volume of rides or taking more from drivers. And it seems well, like I think it's happening both ways. Yeah, yeah it's happening taking more from drivers and Charging. passengers. Yeah, right. Charging as much as they can and paying as little as they can. And these new AI algorithms are doing a wonderful job at it. People hate mm -hmm. me when I say this. Whoever came up with it at Uber should get like 10 million shares of stock. Um, um, but, you know, we have a few more minutes. And, uh, you know, give us also a little bit of a idea where you see this automation and, and and ai and all this is going right i have a couple of kids i really am concerned about their future and i'm sure a lot of drivers have families and literally ai is running our business i mean it's pretty much uber said it in the last earnings report they said we use ai heavily from support right, right from support which is horrible or to chat bots with cut and paste bs right? Canned messages, which drives a driver crazy mm -hmm. to pricing these trips. And 
what do you see this going? I mean, should we be scared? Or you talk to all the CEOs, right? Well, listen, I mean, you know, it's not exactly the same boat, but, uh, you know, my ship is in the same ocean as you guys because I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure your listeners are familiar that a year ago around this time, uh, the most advanced text generation started to come out and become the fast, fastest growing consumer tech product of all time in ChatGPT. And I write a newsletter for a living, and now all of a sudden, ChatGPT is writing dissertations on various complex text topic, mm-hmm. tech topics. And I'm like, hey, wait a second, you know, <laughs> that, you know. So I sort of feel like every job is going to find some um, automation and AI start to impact it in real ways, whether that's a writer with ChatGPT whether that's an Uber driver with AI management and um, automation, whether that's a graphic designer with things like Dolly and Midjourney. I mean, the list goes on. And I think that, like, by and large, that this technology is always best at taking a lot of the stuff we don't want to do and taking it on itself. And I mean, like, I was speaking with a group of uh, lawyers who introduced AI to their firm. So they have a chat bot called Harvey and they could basically like ask it questions about documents that it's being fed for discovery. Uh, I think I might be overgeneralizing, but that's the general idea. And I said, well, like, so you fired all the paralegals and the junior associates, right? And they're like, you know what? We, you know, we did not Like we still, um, we're now able to just take on a little bit more work than we were previously because like, instead of spending all those time, all that time doing this, you know, work that people that are being paid as much as they are, shouldn't be doing like, you know, combing through tons of irrelevant documents, they get to the more relevant stuff quick, more quickly. And they basically said, you know, you're not familiar with the legal profession, but people went bananas once they put legal books online, because that mean meant, that meant people could start searching the legal books and get to the relevant statutes more quickly as opposed to having to pull it off the shelf and spend two hours in the law library figuring out what laws they were going to rely on and what case precedent. Um, and obviously that has not, uh, you know, led to a diminution of the legal profession. Trust me, <laughs> there are plenty yeah. of, of, it of seemed... lawyers that are working. So yeah. I'll just, 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 just to wrap, I think overall we're going to start to see a lot of these tools that might seem scary at first, ChatGPT, for instance, or even a car driving itself. But ultimately, the way that they integrate their themselves into our society, um, you know, while they will they will cause some like definitely some pain in the short term for some. Overall, we do have we find a way to like, get ourselves on on you know different work, more interesting work. Um, or oftentimes, what really happens is the big promises, the ten x every year, don't come to fruition, and you know we end up doing the the work that we were ready to say goodbye to for longer than we anticipated. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with Muir. Or we will all have 1800s again, like my good friend Brian Merchant's book says. We're all going to become Luddites now and uh, yeah. <laughs> rebel well, against big tech. You know, speaking of the Luddites, when I so before I started big technology, I was a tech reporter at BuzzFeed. And that was right yeah. around the time when um, they started rolling robots out in San Francisco pretty much everywhere you looked. And I just did this like series of videos where I would fight the robots because I was fairly <laughs> certain that humankind was just going to rebel against this, you know, um, proliferation of robots everywhere we lived. And um, we did this one video with DoorDash that they wanted to show us that they had uh, these robot delivery bots and talking about how secure they were and, um, <laughs> oh my God, and, uh, and you know, taking us along. We did this video and I was like, all right. I was like, 
so can I try to steal food from your robot? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. It will never open. And I like gave it like 15 seconds of, of, I mean, you know, I was lifting weights at the time. So, you know, I was ready for this fight. Um, and, uh, and I gave it like, yeah, 15 seconds of little jiggling and finally ripped it open and I took the lunch and I ran out. Um, and so we also did one where, uh, you know, I, you know, they were started to roll out these robotic tackle dummies on a football field. So, you know, we went one-on-one with a tackle dummy and I was like, drive it full speed at me. And they're like, are you sure this will definitely injure you? Um, but anyway, sorry, the code of this is Jimmy Kimmel got a hold of our, uh, DoorDash video and showed us like walking across the street with the DoorDash. And then he like superimposed like a bus just driving across the street and hitting the little robot and it explodes into flames. Um, it was like a little running bit on Jimmy Kimmel for a while. So I guess that was yeah, my, we, my one there's no shortage of those. at BuzzFeed. Yeah. There's no shortage of those videos, right? I mean, we show it all oh, the yeah. time. We, we laugh about it, but these little mini delivery little robots. robot with the ride of his life. Yeah, with the ride yeah. of his life. Yeah, somebody taking the, you know, but... Uh, so, Alex, um, I really want to thank you for showing up. I wanted to do this for a long time. And maybe one day I'll show up on your podcast. Who knows? But, That'd be great. Um, um, you know, tell us, uh, uh, you know, everything that you do. I mean, you know, uh, uh, the, the Big Tech, obviously, podcast, CNBC, mm-hmm. the book. So just close with that. And then uh, we'll say goodbye. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for the opportunity. Great to be here with you guys. I mean, it's awesome for me to be able to be here and learn with people who drive, who represent a community of drivers. Um, It's much better to, you know, for me to speak with you guys than to just get it from the top of these companies. So I appreciate the opportunity to be on and to learn from you. Thank you for that. Uh, If people are interested in in the stuff that I do, uh, you go to Big Technology Podcast and your podcast app of choice. It's on Apple, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Apps, whatever. Um, big technology podcast there it's twice a week and then also bigtechnology.com is uh, the website for my newsletter um, at least uh, it's the one i'll be writing until chat gpt comes in and says you're no longer needed here um you just offered this uh open up this new premium subscription but there's also uh, plenty of stuff there for free subscribers so that's those are the two places really where folks can find me great great to have you on uh, we'll keep in touch obviously and then uh you know, uh, let's see if Kyle is right about that 10x. <laughs> well, we'll find out next year. I don't know. E- <laughs> Elon has said a lot of things too, and you know, it's never come necessarily to fruition uh, mm-hmm. within the times ta- tables that he's given. So he might just try to ki- kind of be copying it. <laughs> we'll find out. All right, thanks, enough. Alex. Though, thank you guys. Thank you, Alex. All right. All right. That was Alex. Uh, that was a great conversation. I thought. Um, hopefully we'll be able to bring him on again into the near future, uh, when things become a little bit more, um, one of the things I wish I would have brought up, uh, when you guys are talking kind of about, uh, when it came about the, the Waymo and Uber, uh, combination and inking that deal. Um, it's kind of the same thing with taxis though. You know, they, they've kind of joined forces with LA taxis and New York city taxis, uh, and they were trying to get out there and take them out. So um, I wish I would have brought that up. I, I didn't even really think about it until after the fact. But uh, uh, yeah, that's that's one of the things as well there too. So um, I think, I mean, you could look at it as maybe a zero-sum game um, on one end. And I think yeah. that may have been how they've gotten uh, there uh, when it came to the deals. Uh, and then, you know, maybe they work together or things through it, you know, come to fruition on both ends where 
you know, the joint partnership is actually a better deal versus, uh, you know, them trying to go at each other's throats and, you know, somebody stands while the other one falls. Um, I mean, it could come down to the same same type of thing when you hear it with the U.S., you know, united we stand, divided we fall. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things there. It's just because it just recently happened. Uh, I mean, we won't really know what actually happens until uh, we get a little bit of time be- between them inking the deal and, and what's to come from that. Well, Uber, I think, is going, you know, we're going to talk about that segment, you know, shortly, but uh, actually we'll talk about it when it gets there. But yesterday, Chris, I was thinking about this on the way back from the book signing. Um, you, know, you know what a bookmaker is, right? Right. Um, <laughs> there are illegal ones and there are legal ones in Vegas, right? So you go to a casino. What is the idea behind bookmaking? Do a lot of business, take 10%, as long as you have equal business on both ends, Right. Guaranteed 10% margin, guaranteed. That's called the VIG, that's called the juice for people who know. Um, so that's their commission, basically. So from the loser, they take a 10%. So as long as we have enough winners and losers equally, dollar-wise, I'm going to take my 10% and uh, uh, the growth is going to help me make money, period. I have zero risk. So I was thinking about Uber being the best bookmaker on the planet with a 15%, because that's what Dara kept saying yesterday, Kara Swisher's. You should you guess you're all go listen. It's on Apple Podcast. It's Kara Swisher and um, Darako Shoshai. Um, he was saying like our, our take rate is 15%. Why I don't know why drivers are going out of shape. Meaning after all their expenses, obviously, like you know insurance costs, hmm. and credit card costs, and all that stuff, right? I go okay. So that's like a perfect bookmaking situation, right? So we have like uh, 2.4 billion trips coming up this quarter, right? On each one, we take 15%, and we're Terrifically happy being in that business. And that's like a bookmaker. We equalize supply and demand. You know, we take our 15% cut on billions and billions and billions and billions of top line. And, you know, we're a profitable company. We're good. And, you know, I, that's what I thought. I thought so. They're like the best uh, bookmaker on the planet. So, <laughs> well, did you? I, I can't remember the name of the movie. Um, but, well, the, the one I Am a Robot with Will Smith, where yep. they were. You know, there, uh, the one that I'm going to talk about in a minute is with Tom Cruise. Uh, but the one with uh, Will Smith, you know, when they're get, doing that that chase scene, that's all autonomous vehicles. Yep. And, you know, some of them are owned, some of them are not. So it's like, okay, some people still have car ownership while other people just kind of, you know, get into the next open car and take them yep. where they need to go. And then maybe that car stays where they're going to be or it goes on to the next one. Let's say, you know, you go to a house that's in the suburbs or something versus uh, being yeah. out in town. So is that a subscription model that you're, you're going with? Is that, you know, it depends on, on all the things. And the same thing with uh, that Tom Cruise movie with the uh, premonition, I can't remember, where he was uh, had the, the three premonitions and basically said that he was um, going to murder somebody. And, you know, they outlawed murdering or the beginning of it, pre-murder. Um, it was the same kind of thing where the cars would do kind of the same thing where it's all AV, nobody owns them. And again, there were there were a few few ownerships there. So uh, my question is, I wonder if that's what Uber saw at the beginning. They're like, well, we wanted to do self-driving and we want everybody to use this and then just use a subscription model where they replace every driver. And that that's what kind of pissed me off at the beginning uh, when it came to like the same thing what Kyle Vogt said. Um, when it came to cruise is let's ban human drivers well you know i like driving that's not going to happen we've discussed that already 
but uh you know that that's that's what i thought at the beginning it's like you won't own a car essentially what you'll do is you'll belong to some sort of subscription thing which will be like a lease and you have access to the vehicles that are open so they want to push out as many vehicles as they potentially could and whether that car may stay with you in the garage or something while you are you know at home and then you know when you go to work then it goes yeah. away and then the next one comes and there's this this yeah that makes a lot of sense of, actually of yeah, that makes a lot that's of what sense, i yeah. thought essentially where it was coming from and you know when what alex is talking about with with the scalability and stuff like that that's the only way it would make sense and it's the only way it could potentially work um so i think that's that's probably going to be the ultimate goal is that was yeah, probably I mean, the I, inspiration I, I, for those two movies and then they're just saying, okay, how can we get to that that avenue? And right now, you know, you have to make decisions on where you can start, you know, opening the door to those potential markets. And, you know, he was talking about the the trucking industry, which is a huge industry. There's the, the rideshare industry, which is another one. Then you have the personal ownership, which is the largest one of them all. Yeah. So I think that's where they're going to start. And, you know, if if they can get 10, 20%, I don't think that's going to be good enough for them. I think no, that's going to be not, not, something not where for, it's going to be not, the evil takeovers. Yeah, not for Kyle's 10x, 10x, 10x. I I, I, I urge everybody to go watch uh, Alex's YouTube 10, channel. 10x will, will only last you, let's say, okay, you got well, 400 but, but, cars. But, but 10x this year is okay. 400 cars to 4,000 cars, right? Okay. Yeah. Next year, well, 10x is okay. 4,000 to 40,000. 400,000. Yeah, 40, yeah. 40, right? And then from 40 to 400,000 cars at 80, 80 grand or 70, 50, 60 grand a piece, right? The capital investment for what you're going to get in return is, I'm not sure it's economically feasible, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, but then, then, again, then the, the, other, guys, the side of the you know, coin is you got to la- see how long are they going to last? And then one thing, they're probably going to go into the garage. They're going to know what maintenance they need. They're going to go into the garage. They're going to get that maintenance. And they're probably going to be cars that are going to last, you know, a hundred thousand easily, like well beyond that. They're probably going to be looking at three, four, five hundred thousand mile cars, maybe even more. But the problem that they're not really thinking about is the human perspective. Let's look at the delivery robots. They're getting beat up. They're getting tossed over. They're getting, you know, robbed. All of these things that are happening with these delivery robots we've already talked about what's going on inside these cars yeah. you know what's yeah, going to happen when you start getting more and more and more of that where you're going to have to replace the seats what are they going to go all plastic seats and yeah. be like uncomfortable are they going to have like roller coaster things where they're going to come down on you and like strap you in so you're you can't <laughs> move i mean like where they're going to completely corral and control the person with inside of them so then they yeah. don't have to worry about these things like th- Right now, you're getting a nice, a nice seat, a nice normal seat. But if there's no driver in there to say, "Hey, you can't do that," what about the people who are going to smoke in the cars? What about the people who are going to oh, drink and spill and eat yeah. and spill and obviously yeah. have sex in them? There's a lot of things that are going to happen, and they're going to have to look at this. Are they going to do a kaizen model where it's, "Hey, you figured out a problem, and now you got to find a way where it's never going to happen again"? Yeah. Um, you well, know, I mean, that's what also, the Japanese you know, have done with the cars and. Don't forget about the don't forget about hacking, right? I mean, in the, every, oh, that's yeah. I mean, every huge that company's was, gotten hacked. A bad actor hacked a couple of these and runs it through people, right? I mean, look, mm-hmm. man, 
Look, just because we can build it doesn't mean we need it. I'm not buying this 10x, 10x, 10x. Alex was like, oh, <laughs> no. 10x, 10x. I'm like, eh. well, the, but, the, again, that's the same thing that Elon Musk says when it comes. Oh, we're gonna have all of our cargos. We're gonna be. They're gonna be full self driving. Yeah, they're they're still in the beta phase, which I mean, going. you've said it's very good, but there's still work that needs to be done. It's not fully controlled or yeah. full, fully automated yet. Uh, you still have to have the driver in the seat and has to have control. Um, there, there's a lot of things that he said that has not come to that point. And I think yeah. if you well, have that, that vision and you get people behind it saying, oh, okay, yeah, it may not necessarily mean that you need to get to the next. Like, uh, I think that's where I'll, I'll disagree with Alex when he said, oh, it's going to make him look bad or something like that. Elon's been saying a bunch of shit for a long time. And Elon, Elon, each Elon one is, is like, Elon, great. you know, you know. You know, Elon yeah, is but Elon, and this guy is How, this how guy, do you know he's like, not an Elon fanboy? Yeah. You know, he might no, be an Elon I, yeah. fanboy. Well, he's getting into, he's getting in self-driving cars. Tesla did the same thing. I mean, you're looking at Cruise, and I mean, he could just be the, the Tesla fanboy who's, or an Elon fanboy who's trying to look at Elon, emulate, emulate it through him and say, oh, well, we, we're going to 10X. We're going to 10X. We're going to 10X. And yeah. yeah, it might look good. But in reality, you might get 10X, like you said, this year. But with what's yeah. happened, crews yeah. being pulled uh, nationwide yeah. now, how yeah. long is that going to look? Is that going to be a month? Is that going to be five months, six months, a year? Well, there goes we'll your ten x. That just but I, I, at the moment, you know, destroyed. summarizing what you know, summarizing what you said and Alex said. Um, don't worry, drivers. These things are not going to replace you anytime no. soon. Okay, any. No, no. I, I think, I think though, there's going to be a tipping point. I think we're we're going to say it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. And then. All of a sudden, we're going to hit that nexus point, and you know it, it's going to start taking off where it's going to start happening. Yeah. Um, so right. yeah, right now I think uh, there, there's a lot. I mean, go back to 2000 uh, or, or so. Um, you know, RIT, MIT, all these companies were just starting to try to work for the DARPA of uh, category with self-driving cars, and you know, very it took very long for for these uh, colleges and places to actually come up with these uh full self-driving vehicles and you know even still you know years years later they were still uh not being able to cross the finish line um so it's it's the same thing the technology it's it's coming it's kind of there uh but it's going to take a lot more in order for it so i think that's going to be a good thing yeah i agree with you and don't worry drivers they're not going to be around uh by the time you're done with rideshare these things may be around uh so let's talk a little bit about uh trick-or-treat let's talk about treats oh yeah treats. so so it, it's halloween a lot of people are probably out trick-or-treating I, I don't know i mean we'll, we'll see what happens when when it's the end of the the time um on the replays in the comments there but uh, uh right now uh yeah halloween weekend is always a big thing because we have the halloween parties you have whether it's you know downtown events at bars whether it's uh home events with parties and stuff like that um, that's where I was on Saturday. I was at a, a Halloween party, uh, a family Halloween party. I go to, to it every single year. Um, and they started doing it, uh, on, on a Saturday before Halloween or, you know, two weeks before Halloween or something. Uh, it was a little crazy. Uh, I had to, I, I had my construction worker outfit on because I fly drones. So I actually put that on. Um, uh, so people don't bother me when I'm flying a drone. Um, so if you fly a drone, get it, get a safety vest, just, just a little FYI. Um, people leave you alone get a couple of cones that's why i have the cones for putting them on, on the cruise cars but uh uh 
Well, I actually had my, my Halloween costume kind of came true because uh, a toilet backed up on the second floor and all of a oh, sudden dude. water was just pouring out. So uh, it was pouring out of the, the outlets. Uh, I mean, the, the light, uh, oh, the light in, the, 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 uh, in the dining room, in the kitchen. And we, my buddy and I were in the basement talking and we were literally standing there and it was coming down the um the one of the wow. cold air returns or the heat ducts Shoot. and uh so i had to go, go in there everybody's kind of running around like oh my god i don't know what to do so it's like the one south park the episode, off. <laughs> yeah well south park just had the uh the pandaverse episode so if you haven't seen it go watch it it's on paramount it's hilarious um but stan didn't know how to do shit and he's he was telling or stan's dad and he was telling uh stan hey uh we don't know how to do shit so let's uh let's fix the the oven door because we don't know how to open it or we don't know how to fix it and work it. and you know all you got to do is like put in new screws because they were stripped or something real simple real easy but he's like people don't know how to do shit let me show you how to do shit so he's like i'm going to call up the the handyman so he calls up the handyman but they become like the billionaires of the world because nobody knows how to do shit and it's the yeah. same thing like nobody knew what to do like i'm like okay water and electricity do not mix you don't yeah. want that and so that i go downstairs to the circuit breaker and start turning off the the lighting to find out which is the lights that are controlling it and nobody's everybody's just sitting there like oh da 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 da, da. and then you know i i talk to to my buddy and his wife and i say hey do you have uh, holiday strings uh, lights or lamps or something so we can plug them in because you still have power in your your outlets um so we can at least get light there's 40 people sitting here and they're like no we don't have anything but we got christmas lights so we put them up and then as i'm going around to put the christmas lights in the fan in the family room is on and working nobody said oh if the fan's on i could turn the light on too so i click the light turn it on oh we have light and everybody's like oh my god there's light oh it's like nobody knows how to do shit so that's that was my holiday you had a much different holiday hopefully, when hopefully it came today. to uh uh getting out there and driving so yeah, how I, much I, did you I, make I what fun. was it like surge uh drivers mm -hmm. obviously chat what are you seeing or what did you see this weekend if you were out uh let us know um what i mean listen, man, I, I, I took me back to uh 2016 2017 chris oh i'm jealous though you know I'm that's a you, bro, kind of drive. like the most fun four hours i had driving on saturday now i had put out a short giving you guys the strategy of what to do so if you didn't make any money or not good well everybody made money there's impossible not to make money on saturday because of halloween being on tuesday you know a lot of parties were happening on the weekend on saturday and i said mm -hmm. that on the short and whoever listened to the short hopefully followed that advice and I said, do short trips with high surge. Well, that's my cursor. That's my area. $24 next trip. Look at these trips. On Even on trip radar, there were good trips, Chris. They didn't go there oh, to yeah. die. They went there to get picked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those ones, absolutely. I mean, you're looking at it. $31.69 for a, a pickup that's 2.3 miles away for a 4.9 trip. That's 20 yeah. minutes total. Yeah, uh, that's $90 an hour. You can't complain uh, there. But even I was even cherry picking, you know, on certain ones that like I put out some examples. Um, I thought I did well until uh, we did a community post and people were like, oh, $720. 
Ooh. in eight hours and i'm going like shit, man my students are running circles around me now now one thing that i did notice though like this, well here, example, here's another one here, here's a here's a student right here that's a student right there that's on hour. saturday and this an is hour. in yeah so congrats there look at that that's and up yeah north, you're on up, up north of me so that's 100 bucks an hour congrats uh you ran circles i did like uh 300 in like four and hours and change and i thought i was good at 75 this guy did 100 he drives mm -hmm. uber x by the way so don't ask me like he drove something else he did exactly what i said look at that he squeezed 24 trips in five hours chris that means he did shorties and surge yep. and that's and look what you at gotta that. do if you go and look at that online versus active time Active yeah. five hours so and two minutes that, online for 14 more minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's being efficient right there. <laughs> perfect day. Perfect five hours. And if you go back one screenshot and then we'll skip after that. So this, this is one of my trips that I did. Look at that trip, Chris. You want to do that trip? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're looking yeah. at you're looking at what four, not even four mile total, not even yeah. uh, 15 minutes for 30, yeah. almost $30. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll take but yeah, yeah, you're taking that look, look but, at the screenshot next to it what, what's yeah, going on there the same time, going on? The, yeah i was i was i was running the passenger app on my second phone because when it's this busy uber and lyft i always have two phones like one app on one one app on the other because toggling between them is kind of difficult with trip radar and all that shit yeah. so i was pricing chips like this is about the same time if you look at the um like it's 1219 versus 1221 past midnight yeah, right yeah. So literally, basically the same time. So the reason that trip was 29 is because of the 24 surge included. But as a passenger, I'm in the middle of that surge as well, right? As mm -hmm. a driver, if you're offering me that trip, I'm going to take it, of course. But as a passenger, I'm in the middle of that surge. And I was try pricing trips. And this is what Uber was pricing the trips at, Chris. So hmm. either Uber lost their ass that day. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we yeah. witnessing... A glitch that actually benefited <laughs> the other way. drivers. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Is, this the other way. is this possible that we're actually seeing a glitch that benefits drivers and screws Uber? Usually, it's yeah. the other way around. Yeah, I was I was shocked everywhere I went. You know, the screenshot you show: twenty dollar, twenty five dollar, twenty four dollar, thirty dollar surge, right? So I'm pride. Look at this, right? I mean, this is like crazy. Yeah, and this is like shooting fish in a barrel. So you would I take mean, any trip that short. Thirty dollars right? surge right there. Yeah. So I'm going like okay, uh, and I'm pricing trips on the second phone, and and they were all like eight dollars, ten dollars. I go, they got lost. They lost their ass. <laughs> so I like, had to have something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hope. Okay. So hope today's Tuesday. Obviously, trick or treat. You know, be safe. Number one. Number two, have a dash cam for sure. Number three um short trips with high surge now i don't know if today is going to be as good as saturday i doubt it because tomorrow is a work day but then you know people party doesn't matter well you, um, yeah i mean the one thing that you're going to be able to get you're going to get everybody who's still going out there's a lot of people going you know yeah uh, like my family is not near my house my family has gone to where our old neighborhood is because that's we know that we have friends there and stuff so there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be kind of going back and forth between. There's a yeah. lot of people who are. So, it, yeah, it's it's definitely not going to be as busy um, today as it was Saturday. But there's a huge but. If you missed out on this last weekend, don't worry. Don't, don't, don't worry. Because we have a couple of holidays that are coming up that you will definitely make money on. Yeah. The next big one is going to be Wednesday, 
the day before Thanksgiving. That yeah. is always going to be a big bar day, huge bar night. Um, that's probably one of the biggest bar nights in the country besides the night before Christmas Eve. And, yeah. you know, you could argue Christmas Eve and, and day, but also. Um, so, yeah, there, there's going to be a lot going on, especially with. Uh, wait, let me look. Uh, so Wednesday, let me see. Flip the calendar. Wednesday, what is it? Is Oh, Thanksgiving's the 23rd. So Wednesday the 22nd is going to be the next one. And then we're looking at Friday and Saturday. So the 22nd, 23rd before Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Friday, or I mean, Saturday the 23rd is going to be absolutely bonkers. Then yeah. New Year's, um, New Year's weekend probably is going to be pretty decent too because yeah. you're going to have the parties. You're going to have, you know, some Christmas parties, some holiday parties, some uh, uh, New Year's parties and stuff like that going, you know, between um so unfortunately new year's eve is on a sunday going into monday but most people have off that day on on monday, well, monday or several people will, will be, have off first yeah first will be closed right uh, so sunday a lot of that whole weekend should be good but you know what i've been noticing is over the last eight years every new year's eve is worse and worse and worse i mean you're still going to make good money but it's worse but um i hope you guys killed it on saturday be safe out there today kill it again today um, and totally, totally reminiscing of the good old days because the numbers that I put up and this gentleman put up and a lot of drivers, you know, like on our community page mm -hmm. were like 80, 90, hundred dollars an hour. This is all on Uber X, right? And they all follow the strategy. Again, today's strategy is the same short surge trips. Don't take long trips. Don't take airport trips. Don't get sucked out of the hot zone. You know, you can yep. decline trips, people, please <laughs> think. Okay. Four yep. miles for 30 bucks is profitable trust me but anyway so stay safe um you know send me your screenshots of uh, how today went for you guys um but uh yeah this what this weekend was like for people who are new to rideshare or to this channel was exactly what an average weekend was like in 2016-15 okay that was mm -hmm. like an average weekend 500 bucks no problem you know a weekend meaning not saturday and sunday and friday just one single day it was just yeah, like yeah. i mean two 2k club 3k club was commonplace now it's it's far and it's few and far between and unless you really hour, know what you're doing hour. you really know your market but uh yeah, yeah it's it's it, it was uh christmas out there for a lot of people uh and every again weekend, if, if you missed it or you want to take advantage of the next few uh those are the next few so yeah. just be smart plan those out um and and enjoy I, I was kind of pissed because I was looking at the the maps too, and they were they were on fire. They were pretty lit too here in Buffalo. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, uh, come on! But I was already I, I was already drinking, having a good time. So it's like, oh, okay, no, I, mean, right, look, well. you know, I, I will drive tonight. I'm gonna go out there and do a few trips tonight, staying within five miles of my house. And you know, whoever has the better search, shorter trips, I'm just gonna decline, 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 take, decline, 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 take. I'm going to yep. stay five, six miles on my house and hopefully make a couple hundred bucks in a couple hours. And then that'll be it. And I'll put them up next week. So, yeah, be safe. Please be safe. That's the number one thing. And um, have some fun. There you go. Let's talk about the next thing. Now, we've all talked about Uber and Lyft and how Lyft likes to copy Uber. But recently, they started doing things that were copying, but they were doing them better. And the, the biggest one is the stay with an area filter. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I've talked to one driver that does not like or use that very effectively for themselves. Um, yeah. If you don't like it, 
I mean, you, you got to learn to use uh, it because you're missing out on how well that is. But yeah, if you don't like that, go do something else. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Uh, but when it comes to Boost and Boost Plus on the Uber app, there there's a few restrictions there that don't necessarily make it the best. And Lyft is coming out with their own Boost Plus without those restrictions. And yeah. it's going to make drivers a lot more happier. So uh, well, we, what we're seeing right near here is a, a $5 bonus hour on Friday, the 27th from four to five. Um, but what, um, what do you think about this one? I, I, okay, listen, I, like you said correctly, um, you know, Lyft copying Uber with chip radar, definitely better. Lyft copying Uber, you know, with, with, with this now, instead of boost, they call it bonus hour, right? um uh this is or the area filter versus area preference right i mean these are three things already the lift for my money is doing better than uber there's no ifs and buts about it the reason is uber has a geofenced area for that boost to kick in and it is just like this for an hour or two or you know whatever it is during the day but they have a geofenced area in los angeles which is which covers the hot zone basically but lift is not like that there is no geofenced area you can accept it anywhere you want until maybe they will put a geofence area. I don't know. Um, but uh, here we go. I mean, this is another thing, the, identical, basically a clone of Uber Boost, but done better. Um, yep. I, I, if you don't like this either, then and, and then Lyft says it's going to be a 3 to $8. So this was 5 for me, but maybe some people got 8 some people got 3 Maybe on tonight they'll put up the 8 one because it's going to be busy trying to kill the surge, right? So, hey, mm -hmm. and the strategy for this is just like anything else. You got to do shorties. I mean, if you're giving me yeah. five bucks, I'll do four shorties in an hour, get three bucks, four bucks, maybe four and a half bucks out of the chip. That's your 10 bucks. Four of those is 40 bucks an hour. I mean, there's the strategy is the same as uh, area filter. Put your area filter on. You have the boost going on or bonus hour going on. Make your 30, 40 bucks and be happy with it. Yeah. So, yeah, One thing I, to note, though, uh, if you look at uh, on the right-hand screenshot, if if you're watching, but if you're listening, uh, it does have the area requirements. So it, it says sometimes it'll have an area requirement. Yeah. Not always. Well, so, you know you know what? This is what, uh, Chris, remember the streaks, right? Initially, the streaks yeah. didn't have a zone. And then the second mm -hmm. version of the streaks, or streak 2.0, came with streak zones, right? Yeah. So... I'm pretty sure they're going to start it this way and maybe put a geofence area like Uber's is. But at the moment, definitely better than Uber's boost. There is no ifs and buts about it. The only thing, by so, the way, on this one, I did I did a couple of chips with this. Um, you know, when Uber's pink screen comes in, it says four and a half boost or three dollar boost is included right on the pink screen. Mm -hmm. On the bottom, when the pink screen comes in with this uh, bonus hour on top, it will show the base rate basically whatever the trip is and on the bottom of the screen it will say you will get paid that bonus the five dollars in this case after the trip is over and they are paying it but uh yeah i mean it's a it's a good thing you guys gotta like this so you have area filter over area preference you have you know now bonus hour over uber boost right and uh, you have trip radar. I, I think on all three, Lyft is ahead. Or they copied better and made it better, like Chris said. Yeah, I, th I think uh, in their boardroom, you know, we, we talked about the, the Uber boardroom, what that looks like. <laughs> uh, I think in the Lyft boardroom, they're, they're looking and saying, okay, that works on Uber. How can we make it better? 
How can we make it better for drivers? How can we make it better overall? And uh, it seems like they're doing that. So now there is going to be, sometimes there's going to be some area and I could probably see why, especially if there's like Uh, really busy events going on or, you know, if it's like a a weekend night or something with the bars. Um, But I think if it's going to be busy overall, then you're probably going to see it uh, a little bit crazier. Oh, uh, I forgot a day. Uh, Super Bowl. That's also a big, big busy day yeah, yeah, uh, when yeah, it comes to well, it. So, Super Bowls, but, you know, Mother's start with day, food delivery. Day, or, you know. Start with food delivery. Go to ride share. Go to food delivery. Then go back to ride share. Uh, yeah, throughout the throughout Super Bowl day. <laughs> yeah, I mean there um, are good days to do this. Today should be good. Hopefully, uh, everybody will come back with a bunch of money tomorrow. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about uh, Uber Teen expanding into more markets, and now your market. So I don't have to just worry about this, but you got to worry about it now too. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is my app. Um, by the way, you know, they also forced Uber Pet on me. I'm like, bro, I don't want to do it. You know, they had that glitch actually. It's Uber Pet showed up like 10 times within an hour in my inbox. Uber Pet, <laughs> Uber Pet, Uber Pet. I'm like, I don't want to do it. And then they put the box there. But the other day, unbeknownst to me, and look how they hit that. But look, I mean, it is, it is normal. Um, I'm like looking at my preferences about to set my preference. I go, teen requests. I'm going like, what the <laughs> hell is this? They sneaked it in there, Chris. And then I click dun, on dun, it. Dun. I click on it. It's toggled on automatically. <laughs> yep, I'm like, that's how it was for me too. Um, bullshit. I ain't doing <laughs> it. Toggle it off. I, okay. I, I don't know whoever your opinion is about Uber teen. I will not do a delivery to a teen. Or ride chair for a teen between the ages of 13 and 17. Personally, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do it. If you guys did it already, which I know is in many cities already, shoot me an email, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. Let me know how it went. I'm not gonna personally do it. Period. That's it. You know what? Here, here's the thing. I would I would say for me personally, um, I'm on I'm still on the fence about it. I think if it's a one teen or well, you know like a brother sister or something and uh it, it's okay there i think you're going to be okay for the most yeah. part um but if you're starting to get into a group of kids that's where it's just going to become chaos that's the problem so that's that's the, problem. that's the thing that yeah that's the thing and, and you know if there's a multi-stop where you're picking up more people uh, uh that's yeah. where it becomes a big problem too because, so because you know, you know if, if, the- if it's like one or two kids i think for the most part it's going to be okay like you said, uh, two overall. siblings from one house, I'm fine with it, right? But yep. the problem is they the, the teen that's ordering this trip on their family account, which they have to, and the parent will get notified, right? And it's audio recorded, and automatically the parent can get in touch with the driver over the phone, not just through the app. And the parent is watching, you know, follow my ride uh, thing that they have. Okay, all these are good things, except mm-hmm. that accept that and the teen cannot change the destination all good things however the teen can add stops if it's a like you said brother sister same siblings from one house i pick up take them to school whatever it is okay i get it but if a teen at three in the morning decides to turn this into a uber pool orders the trip through on their family account then goes picks up another friend then goes now you know what the problem is that one kid that ordered the trip is under the family account but everybody mm-hmm. else that's about to get in my car, I have to make sure that they are 18 or older. 
see see there is like a hybrid or mix happening here one kid that's ordering the trip is in the family account but then he you cannot as a driver pick up kids after that you pick up the teen in the family account you have to make sure that they're not they're not under the age of 18 so one kid in the car is on the family account the rest are under the age of 18 you're taking a huge risk because if that was a regular uber x trip that you showed up to pick up and it was underage minor you would cancel and move on now you're creating mm -hmm. friction between that family account holder and yourself because the teen wants to pick up other teens right and it just does not work. I don't want to do it. I don't want to open myself to any risk whatsoever. So, Yep, exactly. There, there's a lot of potential issues there. So yep. let us know what you think about Uber Teen. Have you been taking rides? How's your experience been? Uh, let us know. And, uh, you know, I think the only way you can really make a good decision is making it informed. So you might have to try a teen ride out just yeah. to see. That's what yeah. I've said. Um, so it's it's one of those things that, um, you know, it, like I said, I'm still on the fence about because if it's one or two, if they're, you know, they're probably not going to create problems at that point. Yeah. But if you have the group of them, that's where it becomes probably very problematic. Or, um, or you can do Uber teen during daylight hours. I don't want any teenagers in my car. Yeah. After <laughs> I don't. Okay. You can do take them to school, maybe take them to soccer practice, whatever. But I don't want any kids in my car past midnight, even in 11, 12. I don't, I, I I'm just not going to. So toggle on, toggle off. There you go. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's talk about Lyft, Lux, Sunsetting, and Extra Comfort. Let's talk about yeah. the fares. Now we have some knowledge about what the fares are going to be looking like, especially since it's been out because uh, they they announced it uh, a little about a little over a week ago, um, almost two weeks ago, I, I believe, at this point now, um, yeah. where it's it's starting to roll out, it's starting to sunset. It's in this in between. So some markets will have it, some don't. Um, there's there's some weird changes and stuff. So it, it'll roll out. Um, Lux drivers, you're not going to be happy. Uh, mm -hmm. Regular drivers who now qualify for extra comfort like Sergio. Uh, and if they bring it to my area, myself, uh, we're going to like it. Now, the other side of the coin, if we had lift black hair, I should qualify for it because I have a black car. I have leather seats. I have, you, you know, extra comfort. No, you can, lift you can black qualify for lift black XL. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's uh, but unfortunately, we don't have these premier services uh, in our area. Well, but I do think extra. I they they say extra comfort is only going to be in certain markets. But yeah. I really think they're going to expand to wherever Uber Comfort is, which is pretty guess much what? in every market. So 70%. I I think it's going to happen for for all markets. Don't quote on, me on that yet. But um, on Halloween, Chris, said, on Halloween on Saturday, seventy percent of my pings were extra comfort. Ooh. Nice. And and oh. the ping is coming in as comfort, but you can and literally 70% more comfort. And I'm going like shit. You know, they may have cracked <laughs> the code, but they created a very, very large crowd of unhappy drivers because they all went yep. invested in high-end cars to do lift lux and they got their feet chopped off now. They literally have. And if your car that you bought, let's say you bought a Tesla Model Y for 50 grand to do lift lux, um, and it's not black and you're screwed meanwhile a corolla mm -hmm. 2019 corolla is on the extra comfort platform now you have to drop from lux with a tesla model y to do regular or comfort trips which are nowhere near paying what lux was paying now yeah, let's take a look at the rates reason, between all three 
Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this is, you know, these the Lux rates are before Lux was eradicated or gotten rid of. So this is from my app again. Now, this is the this is the funny thing. In the Lyft app, you're, there's still a rate card, Chris. Isn't Upfront Fares without a rate card? <laughs> I don't know. These are from my app from like a couple days ago. I'm going like, why is there a rate card if there's no rate card? I don't know, but I like the rate card. And I think what we should be doing is looking at the trips that we've all been taking and look at our rate cards and see uh, what the difference is. Because if they have the rate card there and you're getting paid under, wouldn't that cause some sort of issue? Yeah. Where maybe you should actually be getting reimbursed. Most trips trips are paying under. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. Shouldn't shouldn't it uh, equate out to what you're getting, what you should actually get paid? Because yeah. of the rate card? Because I thought the rate card yeah. actually supersedes upfront fares. I guess. But, Unless but it's what's over. happened now is that there is a screenshot of it in the inner inner web. <laughs> Here they are. This is from my app. So before uh, upfront fares, um, that was my rate card in LA. And still it's 262 people. You're seeing that minimum rate correctly. 80 cents a mile and 13 cents a minute was my um, mile and minute rates. Um, then on the right side, um uh is the lux rates okay 375 base charge look at the difference chris buck 81 a mile and 30 cents per minute with a minimum of 675 so the minimum is more than twice the my minimum on regular standard lift per mile is literally double and a half almost right and per minute is more than double right and that was Lyft Lux, and that's why people were people buying these high-end cars, getting under car notes, and you know, with payments and shit. Now they died because the one in the middle is extra comfort, as you guys can see. And look at those pitiful rates, Chris. Compare yeah, this is so LA rates, ch- by the way. This is LA rates. Everybody's rates are going to be different, but the haircut you're look, getting. Look up from, in your in your Lyft app, and you'll see. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, you're getting a base charge of 79 cents, so that's three dollars less than than Lux, yeah. and yeah. obviously 79 cents more than than Uber. I mean, yeah. uh, than regular. Yeah. Um, the per mile is 95 cents, which is just about. Half. It's actually it's not half, half but it's it's Almost. a little less. So it's like 48 percent, 45 percent. Um, so 95 cents to dollar weight 81. But it's still 15 cents more than the the, nine, the 80 cents. So, yeah, again, yeah. If, if you now qualify, if you're that Corolla owner and you qualify yeah. and you start seeing these comfort, you're going to like it. You're going to be like, oh, yeah. this is a nice little boost. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're a Lux From, driver, whew, you're yeah. going to hate and, it. And, Same and, thing and, and, with the per minute, 15 yeah. cents uh, versus 30. So that's half of what the Lux was. And it's only two cents more a minute for regular over so yeah. yeah that's a that's a huge thing one thing to note too that we didn't talk about is the maximum rates yeah. uh make sure you pay attention to that most rides yes, will not please. never hit that maximum rate but yeah. just pay attention because they yeah. will not pay you for anything over the maximum um yeah. they have implemented something uh where a ride cannot actually exceed the minimum or i'm sorry the maximum uh thresholds they won't yeah. allow it to complete uh, yeah. There are, are ways around that. I'm not going to talk about that, but uh, oh. I don't want to give people that idea on how or what to do, but uh, yeah. just pay attention to those types of things. So if you yeah. think that it's going to start hitting that max point, um, just pay attention because uh, you don't want to start driving for free at that point. Yeah. From from Lux to Extra Comfort is about a 40% haircut, 
Okay, with time, with time is 50% haircut. With uh, distance is about 40%. However, like Chris said, if you are just basic standard, 80 to 95 cents is about a 20% increase in in uh, mileage or distance. Again, we're saying distance, but Bluft and Uber yep. say there is no time and distance. So I'm going like, we're just going with the rate cards. This is literally like a couple of days ago from my app, and it's it's all on your apps. I don't know why they left it there. Um, but anyway, and the time-wise is about 10% more. So if you are doing standard and you're going to get comfort, you're going to like it. You're going to do 10 to 15, maybe some more more. And it's just exactly like, again, the copy of Uber Comfort, right? Uber Comfort pays about 8 to 12% more than regular X. So they created this category, but if you're a Lyft Lux driver specifically, or only Lyft Lux driver, I mean, I don't know. I feel bad. I mean, 40% is, is huge. It's a huge haircut. And why would anybody with a Tesla or whatever, a nice car, BMW or whatever, drop down and do standard and comfort now from the rates that they were getting? Now, the mm -hmm. lucky ones who drive black cars... Move, can move up now, which I'm hearing is working a lot better to Lux Black, which pays even more than Lux, obviously, if the car is black. But if the car was not black, you're going to be forced to do uh, standard and extra comfort with your high-end car. And I know you're not going to like it. I mean, these are these are garbage fares. And uh, But uh, look, there is a customer for Lux. There was a customer base, high-end customer base for Lux. When they ordered Lyft Lux, they knew they were going to get a nice car. Now a Corolla is going to show up or a Sentra is going to show up, Nissan. They're not going to like it, right? So they may pay a little bit more. A little bit more is not that much. Move to Lux Black. So who, next time, if you're going to do, again, you have no control in this, okay? I'm not suggesting that or recommending that. But if you're going to go buy a car now to do high-end stuff on Uber and Lyft, make sure it's black. Then you can do Lux Black. Like, yeah. if you bought a $50,000 white Tesla versus a $50,000 black Tesla, you can move up to look do Lux Black now, and you have no worries. But the guy with the white Tesla, which I know Kyle has one, is now forced to do standard and comfort, which is 40% to 50%. Well, you know what? Price. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you have that, that one thing, though, that you could potentially do, potentially, you could wrap your car and make it black. That's it's possible. Yeah. Um, some wraps are, but I mean, you could do, uh, what is that? Hydro dip. Uh, you could do a couple of things where it's less expensive. And then when you want to take it off, you just peel it off. It'll also protect the paint and protect the car, uh, the exterior. So there are things like you could potentially do, uh, where you don't have to get a new car. So if you are in Lux, uh, you just got to make sure. But the thing, the other thing too, is, uh, if you qualified for Lux and you don't have leather seats there that you can't really change. Um, as I long mean, as you have leather, leather seats and your car is black, well, then you could potentially, uh, uh, you know, put in a new car and say, Hey, my car is now black and qualify. That could be an easier fix, uh, a little bit more cost effective, but overall um, it's so, a big hit. It's a big hit. Yeah. Uh, it's overall, it's a big hit for, for if you're Lux only. Um, but if you can try to get to Lux black by, you know, doing something to your exterior and making it black, um, Hey, try it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, but, you, uh, you, 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 may, you may have to take a hit when it comes to making your vehicle black, but 
uh, you're still going to get the the higher end and and lift yeah. black does play but pay better than lux did so yeah, sure. there, there's so that we'll good see. stuff there. um now i understand and, why a lot of uh lux drivers are up in arms and they're pissed i mean there's yep. a huge community that's pissed and mm -hmm. you know and i do understand it i mean look where they are 40 percent haircut overnight literally like again it goes to show you have no control don't go buy a new car to do ride share people don't the biggest mistake you can make don't okay there you go all right well one of the things that we uh had mentioned when we were talking with alex was the uber and waymo inging a deal and coming together they had plenty of issues and problems before we don't need to talk about that but if you do have questions just go look it up a lot of a lot of craziness there uh let's just say it's very similar to uber and the taxi so if you know that story you probably know a little bit when it comes to the waymo uh there's definitely some clear dif differences but uh, uh overall it, it's very much similar and they just recently inked a deal uh to work together and uh that was mentioned with alex uh with a couple of things and he's going to be talking with uh who did he say he was talking with uh uh tomorrow waymo ceo uh tomorrow okay yeah yeah. yeah, so or co-founder. Well, please go like watch that. it. it I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, I mean, look, man, these people were um in, in lawsuits, and I'm talking massive lawsuits because supposedly uh one of the Google people, um one of the Uber people who was ex-Google working on the Waymo cars took a lot of uh technology and went went to Uber um and got got busted. Um mm -hmm. And uh, then they were they sued each other for hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars when Travis was around, Travis Kalanick, and then uh, they settled for like two hundred and fifty million or two hundred and sixty million dollars in in Waymo's or Google's favor, Alphabet's favor, and that went away. And then everybody, I'm thinking like, yeah, well, they will never get together. And look at this, just like Chris said, you know, Uber is putting cabs on the platform now. But you know what, Chris? I said, I, I, I think I think this is a pretty good analogy. Uber is like the best bookie on the planet, bro. <laughs> they're not taking any risk by putting Waymo cars. It's not their cars. It's not their, they're not going to maintain it. They're not going to charge it. They're not going to do shit. They're just getting their cut. You know what I mean? This 10%, 15% yep. cut, eh, that's added to the platform. Added to the platform. And now they're in bed together. And you can actually order it on the Uber platform. You don't have to download the Waymo app. I have the Waymo app downloaded, but you can now, uh, I think this is in, um, let's see, yeah, in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, if you order an Uber, you can specifically order a Waymo, or even if you order an Uber, a Waymo could show up, okay? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, make strange bedfellows, but uh, that's what they're doing. And Uber goes, I don't mind. It's another 300 cars to my supply, right? Is it going to hurt the drivers in Phoenix? Probably not, right? To, in, in overall oversaturation. But yeah, there they are. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a, a little interesting to see, especially if they roll into other markets. Uh, they bring the cars yeah. into other markets, which... Uh, I mean, there, there's, are they still operating in, in California and San Francisco? Yeah, they, Waymo, you know, Waymo uh, stayed clear out of the cruise troubles. It seems like Waymo <laughs> definitely has better technology. Um, Waymo actually is in L.A. Um, they offered uh, for a week. What they're doing, they're doing like a Waymo AV tour. 
They're offering free trips. Mm. They offered free trips for a week in Santa Monica, which is a really busy area in LA. So if they're managing that traffic, kudos. Now they're doing it in Hollywood, then they're going to move to Culver City. Um, I'm going to catch one. Um, when I'm down there, I'm going to, I have that Waymo app downloaded. I'm going to catch one. It's free trip. Um, let's see what these things are. But it seems like Waymo's tech is much better than Cruise's tech. So, well, speaking of Cruise, yeah, <laughs> which we talked with Alex, right? Let's, let's talk about Cruise. Yeah, which was the yeah. thing that we talked about when it comes to 10x, buddy. Um, 10x, 10x, <laughs> 10x. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like you're multiplying it by zero because if you're multiplying zero it by zero, what happens? It goes back to zero. So, any yeah, number zero. you take, 400 times zero equals zero. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so that be, uh, I, I, when I saw this, when I saw this the other day, I was laughing my ass off. Oh no, yeah. last week, um, this happened yeah. actually uh, already, and I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, oh, it serves you right. <laughs> I, <laughs> serves I you right. You know what? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I I I wouldn't mind having Kyle come on and talking. Uh, but here's the thing. Happen, I, I'll I'll tell you what. Happen. I'll tell you what. Like no, that. you know what? I'll tell you what. Make me a. Uh, he has a goal in mind. If he comes on the show, yeah, it's simple. I, I will be as respectful, and, and I mean, I may may push back on some things here and there. That that's what we need because that's how you're going to grow. But I want you, Kyle, to make me a believer on cruise. If you can make me a believer by the end of the interview, <laughs> sounds good. So I, I give you, I give you yeah. anything you need when it comes to that. Make me a believer. If you can make me a believer, we got something there. You know, you know, you know, but that was a game. What game was that? Like um, that uh, call outside help or something like you can call a friend or what was that game? On a friend. Um, billionaire or millionaire or whatever, like call a friend, right? <laughs> on this one. On uh, this one you're talking about the game show? Yeah. What about it? What, what was the name of the game show? I don't know. But there was, but you oh, had a um... chance to call a friend, you know? <laughs> yeah, phone a friend, pull the audience. Um, yeah. What was yeah, the other yeah, yeah. thing? Was it millionaire uh, oh, or something like that? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Who's the next millionaire or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so on this one, we may have to call a friend, Chris, to get uh, Cruz the CEO on, and that would be Harry. <laughs> she <laughs> might have to get involved. Simple. All I gotta say, simply, try to make me a believer. If you can make me a believer, you got something. But Did you know, I was like I was in Alex a believer. I don't think so. I don't think he made Alex a believer. <laughs> I don't know. He was not. He was on the show twice, so I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, possible. the it's it, it, it the the idea or or the the technology might be there, but yeah. the way it's going about, it, it it's going to take a little bit longer. And well, you know, you know the they're doing what stuff they're, like they're that. Doing so. what, they're doing what Uber did, right? Initially with Travis, go fast, break things, right? We don't care. We're going to break every law. Yep. We're going to, you know, buy everybody and we're going to slap everybody in the head. It's our well, what's, way. The what's hard his, way. What's yeah. his uh, um, background besides? Kyle? Kyle Vogt? Yeah. Um, I, I think he was a tech. Yeah, he before. Was IT. Yeah, IT. He was the founder of Cruise, by the way. And then GM bought Cruise. So, yeah. He was the founder of Cruise. Okay, so and he's a co-founder of Justin.tv. Um, the, um, the reason okay. why I wanted well, to bring this, the reason why, and then Cruise, so the reason why I wanted to know is because, um, like I said, what I, I think he is, I think he looks at other people and yeah. tries to emulate them. So I think he okay. sees uh, Elon, I think he might see Travis, and I think he might <laughs> take that and say, okay, this is what they did, 
I'm going to take that formula and I'm going to run no, with it too. That would so be like Dara, actually... that would be Dara and Steve Jobs. Dara's trying to look like Steve Jobs with the crew neck and shit. Now, yeah. Right? So it was like, you know how they, or the Theranos, uh, Elizabeth, uh, whatever her name was, she's in jail now. You know, she always yeah. wore crew necks. They Did all it, emulate. I, I, Steve I was Jobs. just watching something. I was just watching something and a, a whistleblower. I, th I think it was for Waymo actually. Oh, that said, oh, are we, <laughs> are we, uh, are we becoming the next Elizabeth Holmes? And, uh, um, for, yeah, for people who don't know that basically she claimed that, uh, her company could like take your DNA and like create this yeah. sequence. And I, I don't blood. know like the whole thing, but it, it, yeah, it was with a, a drop of, of blood, like with a drop of yeah. blood from your oh, yeah, yeah. finger and you can do everything. I'm more like, that's like, a... so, but and you know was, what, yeah. DM, to Cruz's credit though, once DMV suspended him in California, because they were spreading pretty fast. You know, they went to Austin. They went to uh, Arizona. They were just spreading like wildfire. They suspended yep. all operations on their own now uh, around the mm -hmm. U.S. So in order to reach that 10x, Chris, because now there is zero. So they may have to go 12x, 12x, 12x to get that to that goal, right? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I mean, when you 10x from zero, it's still zero. So if you put one out there... I mean, now you you could say, oh, well, 2023, we had to, when we ended 2023, we were at zero. But when we started 2024, we were at 400. Well, that's yeah. a 400X, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, no, actually, it's higher than that. It's like a 40,000X yeah. or something, um, <laughs> well, way, the way percentages work. But for real, it's okay. like, <laughs> no, you know what? I'll, I'll, I will, I'll, I'll give them 100% credit. When he, when it, once they had a problem in California where the DMV said no more, you can't have these cars on the road, uh, and they lost their license, I will give him a hundred percent benefit that he did take all of the rest of the cars in the country off the road. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that I that I will give you props. Um, yeah. You know, you might, some of the comments you may say have triggered uh, in the past, but I, I'll give you props there. I, I give props when it's due, uh, and that was something I thought that was due. Uh, because it, it wasn't allowing the ability for any mishaps or any issues or anything like that. Um, yeah. Obviously, I think the legal team came and had a lot of uh, things to say when it came to that decision to pull the cars off. Um, because you know, you're you, that's that's one of the things I think I might might have mentioned to you. Maybe it was somebody else when when it was um, where they were talking about in California. But what happens to the rest of the country? Uh, will yeah. they do that or oh, will yeah. states look at, at that? So um, that's, I, I think I said, I said something like a fine tooth. Now other states are going to look at a fine tooth comb, uh, what California is doing to, to, to them possible. Uh, so yeah, that's what I wanted to see when it came down to it. Uh, and you know what, honestly, you know, like I said, uh, I, I give them props. I'll give the cruise area, whether it's the legal department, whether it was him, whoever had made that decision or, you know, joint decision to pull the cars off. I think that was good. Now let's see what yeah. happens in a few months uh, or or so when they try to come back because yeah. uh, they had the problems, you know, where they came. They was I, I can't remember if it was Cruz where they had to pull their cars off the road already um, before a few years ago. Where in Phoenix, that one woman was hit and killed, and they had to pull yeah, that was, stop that was all Uber. operations. That was Uber. That, that was Uber. Uber's, okay. Uh, yeah, that was Uber's AGT with a with a safety driver on the wheel um oh, okay. that's why that's after no, there, that there, oh, got out of the i business. thought there was i thought there was a i thought there was one where there was a, a fully autonomous that had hit and killed somebody no uh, there was a fully Arizona. autonomous one actually last week there was a fully cruise so there was a hit and run and this lady 
fell, obviously was hit by another car, which got away. Mm -hmm. And this lady got under the car and Cruz did not stop and, and was dragged her 20 more feet, literally yeah. stopped and on then, top of her. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. See, the, pro no, the problem I mean, look, with, yeah. the, the thing with self-driving cars is they actually might be safer. But the problem is there's the human so. element and the human condition that you may not yeah. be able to account for. If yeah, you have all of the conditions in line and all the variables it's pro it, it probably is much much safer but you have to account for the invariable um yeah. and, and those variables that that you cannot account for uh has yeah. to be accounted for um and that's why they're under so much scrutiny and so much public eye there is so many accidents that happen there are so many deaths that happen year to year with human drivers behind the wheel it's but, huge but but the problem is when you're looking at 400 waymo car or 400 cruise cars or you know how many of our hundred there are out there yeah. hundreds um you know the, that's going to still get a lot of scrutiny because they they are going to be held to a higher standard because there is no driver it is relying on technology and yeah. they need to look to see are those variables that you may not account for are they able to be accounted for with the technology at hand or do you have to go to the drawing board and add some more safety precautions in and what does that look like? Um, yeah. So I think that's why everybody's like, oh, I mean, if you're like a, an AV advocate, oh, well, there's so many more accidents that happen with, with human drivers. Well, yeah, I give you that 100%. But, you know, again, it's the technology and, and we want the roads to be safer. And that's what it comes down to, in, in my opinion, I think. No, I, I, I think they did the right thing, pulling, you know, regroup and then figure the software out and start small again and then you know expand i mean i get it you know but uh we'll see so mr Vol kyle vote um so chris you know like you know sh gave you the olive branch so you know uh i think i think it'll be cool for you to come on and talk to our audience so there you go yep or at least try to put some uh ease at mind maybe when it comes to uh if if avs are going to replace and uh you know the, no, the, just, the one just, thing I'm going to push. The one thing I will push we're ahead, on, man. <laughs> no, no, no. He he could prepare for this. I'll give him the ability to prepare. The one thing I will push on is the comment that he said about banning human drivers in city centers. I will give you the ability to defend that. Okay. Don't worry, I'll prepare as well too. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Seriously, if he wants to come on and talk, I I, I make me a believer. That's all I got to say. Make me a believer. We'll give it a shot, buddy. We'll give it a shot. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, the Hertz and EV deal and something that's going on there. So people who are renting uh, or looking at renting vehicles, um, well, there might be a couple issues coming up. Yeah, Hertz is pulling back, uh, you know, on all the EV. You know, Hertz said they're going to buy 100,000 uh, Tesla 3s mostly for the ride share, obviously, you know, they want to convert just like there is a rush in the world now for all fleets to be converted to EV, not thinking that, you know, the charging infrastructure is not there, but everybody, you know, it's like, this is like, oh, I have an Apple, oh, I have this. It's like a cult thing happening now. I'm like, no, man, this is a car. But anyway, so Hertz figured out um, that uh, when you buy a Hertz, I mean, when you buy a Tesla from uh, obviously Tesla Model 3, <laughs> and you rent it out to a rideshare driver, uh, that Tesla may come back with 70,000 miles or 80,000 miles at the end of the year. And maybe they did not figure into the costs of 
replacing and fixing these things. And um, mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, that's what happens when you rent, a, when you buy a car and rent it to rideshare drivers, and they're going to abuse the shit out of it because it's not their car with unlimited mileage. Um, so Hertz is scaling back, pulling back a little bit. Um, and I'm sure the interest rates have a lot to do with it too because they well, were borrowing money at zero on buying these Teslas. And then now they have to borrow at five, six, seven percent and buy these Teslas. So whoever's mm-hmm. renting, you know, your fair, your prices, weekly prices may be going up and their insurance went up anyway. And you could kind of tell because, um, um, you know, besides your own insurance, Hertz offers you rental insurance while you're on the spot. They used to be like 50 bucks. They pushed it up to 80 bucks a week now. So mm-hmm. you could kind of well, tell. Two, two, two things when it comes comes to this article that that has me saying the first one is. It's talk, the, the, I mean, it says Hertz pumping the brakes on plans to electrify more of its rental car fleet after EV repair costs came yeah. in higher than expected and anticipated. So that goes to show you, OK, are the repair costs lower or higher when it comes to EVs over, you know, a regular gas powered counterpart? And so then the other side of the coin, too, is if it's the costs that are that are there, well, that is going to then take into account when a driver like you or me who decide to buy an EV will have to encounter those costs uh, that are going to come on. I mean, did they? what did they think that these costs were going to be? And are were they grossly understated or uh, what happened? So those are a couple of things that I wanted, would like to know when it comes to the cost breakdowns of these things, because it could have an impact on if drivers will make the switch to an yeah, electric I mean, vehicle you know, but, but none. This accelerated, you know, them buying 100 or 50,000 cars from Tesla and putting it for rentals, right? Accelerated that process because when you're renting a car in two years, that car could put on 100,000 miles, right? So yeah. now a, an average but driver. That's the same driving, thing as, a, as an average rideshare driver. It's going to be the same exact kind of thing. No, so I if know. you what are a rideshare that, driver, you need to look at this article pretty closely if you're no. evaluating or thinking about an EV. No doubt. Yeah. And, I mean, that's why EV sales actually are slowing down with higher interest rates and the comparisons are becoming more clear now that maybe EVs maintenance costs are not as as little as it, it may be and, and not as much lower than an ICE vehicle. Right. And but what happened is that this accelerated that process. So instead of like doing the mm-hmm. studies over you know a million cars, let's say what their uh, maintenance costs are going to be. Well, if you rent it out to a driver that's going to drive it 80,000 miles a year, you know, you're going to get your data a little bit quicker now, you know, because otherwise, if yep. you sold it, if somebody bought an EV and drove it 10,000 miles, it's going to take eight years to figure out these problems. But then in one year, you're figuring out what kind of maintenance problems you're going to have with these EVs. And renting it out to rideshare drivers will certainly give you that. And Hertz goes, nope, no, we're going to put the brakes on. We're not going to go as fast as we are going because they probably are losing money on these things. I mean, you know, um, and the CEO oh, yeah. said uh, our fleet, uh, our infleeting of EVs will be slower than our prior expectations. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, and, and also, I don't know um, if you had anything more on this side or on the, no, I mean, you know, there is one thing that they said that the, the depreciation actually was higher than what they thought. Okay. And in these mm-hmm. two paragraphs, that's what the guy is talking about. Um, you know, due to the fact that if you rent it to a rideshare driver and he drives like 60,000 miles in a year and brings it back, they did not figure in. And this is the same problem, by the way, Uber had with their own rentals. Remember, 
And then they got out yep. of the business because they didn't figure the cost or the depreciation that was going to be that high. And they got completely out of the business. And Hertz is kind of saying, okay, well, it's the same movie replayed with EVs now. That's what's happening. And yep. um, so we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, so e either way, I think uh, I think the the issue is is starting to become a little more than you know the 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 re like you've had you've had the two warring factions. I'm going to say on either side, you have like the diehard um, EV enthusiast and activist and you know advocate, uh, and then you have the people who are on the other side that are like no way, no how, and then everybody's in between. And if anybody asks a question on either side, they're like. Uh, you are like a, a, a EV denier or something. And like, I've gotten that. And it's like, no, I'm looking at like multiple facets. If you're so honed in on one little aspect, oh, it's an yeah. EV. Okay, well, there's a lot more to it than just that. So if you want to call me an EV denier, well, that just shows how small minded well, you really are. Yeah, no, I, I, I think EVs have their place, but, uh, you know, now that yeah. some of the kinks in the armor is coming out. So now we're figuring it out. Faster. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I said this before I say it again. I think EVs are cool. I, I like the idea behind them. I don't think the political push should be to have all EV um, yeah. because I don't think that is going to be the way forward. I think they're part of the solution, not the full solution. Yeah, um, there's a lot of other technologies that need to be developed and, uh, you know, mass produced there's a lot of current technologies uh that need to, to fall under that category that i think will all work together uh, until agree. there's that that holy grail that we can find when it comes to car transportation vehicle transportation uh and it's that, the the fuel that is derived by that um i don't I think agree. it's electricity i don't think it's gas i think it's going to be something else whether it's you know some sort of fusion uh or or fission um that's probably going to be the the option um, fusion would probably be the best because essentially you could take water and power your car. Um, we've talked about people, or we, you may have heard about people who had their cars run on water. Where'd that go? Um, yeah. I don't know, but if you don't see me next week, I mean, I never did any technology searching into it, so I'm not a target, but, um, you know, there, there's a lot of things there. <laughs> yeah. But, All right. uh, yeah. All right, Serge. So, uh, we got we got to go. I got to got to go get the little kids from trick or treating. Um, so, uh, Sergio, what do you got coming up this week? Um, this week, um, I got. Well, I'm gonna drive now. <laughs> I'm gonna go leave and drive. Uh, do uh, I might I might have of... to head out for a little bit just to try to pick up the the last bit of uh, Halloween Halloween and that. But yeah, I don't think it's gonna be too busy. I gotta look at the. I'll have to look at the maps no, later. You know, I think it picks up about four o'clock. You know, in California, in my area, and then goes all the way through past midnight probably. I'm not gonna do midnight, but I'll probably yeah. Go we're we're closing in at eight, and eight is the time where you know all of the trick or treating kind of ends and falls down. So again, being a Tuesday night versus uh uh you know friday night or saturday night it's it's gonna be a little bit different so yeah. it probably won't be as busy um but, but either way just money. be safe out there especially in yeah, the neighborhoods you know safe. going around the, the mountains yeah. the hills all that yeah thank you for alex coming on please go visit his website he's awesome um tomorrow should we you know abdul is going to be on tomorrow on money yeah, you know what abdul i I, th I think they talked about it on Steve's uh, show last week, yeah. so I think uh, we could talk about that. How yeah. Abdul, uh, yeah, Money Hungry tomorrow with Kim and Zach, uh, 8 yeah. p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Abdul from Display Ride is coming on to talk about their brand new product, which if you're a delivery driver, you're going to really like that. 
okay. essentially, I mean, Sergio, you could talk about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're coming out with a body cam for delivery yeah. drivers, and and you know, this may not, this may be also for rideshare drivers as well. I mean, you can do it. You know, if you have it, look, they have a dash cam display right already that we recommend, but you could probably do rideshare with the body cam as well. It comes with a vest, a uh, reflective vest, but I think it's a must for every delivery driver. Um, yep. Definitely safer. It's like the the one that cops wear, right? And you, it's going to upload to the cloud, just like the dash cam that we recommend. Uh, it's the and, same price. Like not, to, not to toot our own horn or anything, but yeah. this is something that Sergio and I kind of had mentioned to Abdul months ago to their uh, credit, when he came though, on to their the credit. show. Right. And they 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 took it further um, and made it happen. So uh, I guess we could say we came up kind of with the idea, or at least uh, um, helped push the idea along, because this was right around the same time when uh, that driver in Florida, the delivery driver in Florida, was uh, milled, yeah. uh, killed, and you know chopped up and not good. Um, so having these types of things with the safety uh, that's in the camera and the safety vest, I think was was awesome. See, so when he when he sent us yeah. the the PDF of it. Uh, which we'll show it. We'll show. They'll show it next uh, to, or, or tomorrow on on the right. show. But the the safety vest I think is really great because especially at night when you're getting out in and out of your car, people are going to be able to see you. Yeah. Uh, so you know if you're getting out of the car on the side of the road, uh, you know people are going to see that. They're going to see the yeah. the reflection on the vest. Uh, yeah. Being able to have that that carried right in there. Um, and they're talking I, about I being think, able to I think, customize I think the safety could... vest on top of it. I I think that's that's awesome. So yeah, um, brilliant brilliant really yep. brilliant and uh it lasts like eight eight nine hours and you could charge it while you're driving it too so you know you guys please tune into money hungry tomorrow you'll see it on kim and zach's and he's going to do a demonstration i think um i i think it's awesome i mean you know but you got to give uh, display right credit you know they did came up with this within like a few months and it's mm -hmm. new technology and you, you know I, I i think it's great and uh, other than that buddy i got not much going um do the usual shit answer emails vet <laughs> screenshots do some behind the wheel interviews we'll have a great one coming up on thursday please tune in other than yep. that that's it that's it awesome yes uh for me um pretty much uh you know just do my thing and then you're gonna you're gonna freeze your ass now that's good yeah. <laughs> oh it's cold it's cold they're talking about snow rain <laughs> uh mix for the kids trick-or-treating and all not that here. so i'm not it's sure I'm, yeah lucky you uh <laughs> I, i'm stuck in the cold uh i don't know what it is i'm sure they're i mean they're bundled up we we made sure that they're bundled up uh before going out um to enjoy uh my son his costume is a dinosaur so it was already like kind of warm but we we dressed them up nicely underneath um so yeah they're they're out and uh all that stuff so right. yeah um it'll all be right, interesting everybody. to see but at least I get to collect the dad tax. I'm happy about that. So um, all that good, all the good candy that I get to have and my birthday's Friday. So I'm going to have my candy on that. So <laughs> enjoy. And candy um, yeah, free candy is always good. good. Free candy is always good. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and uh, for all the people, by the way, who, you know, put the code in the chat <laughs> this week, <laughs> no money. Next week, uh, we're coming back with the vengeance. We have the shirt, the money. Pretty soon we're gonna have Brian Merchant. You know he may do a book giveaway, signed book giveaway Ooh. of his latest book. So we'll have a lot of good stuff coming out today. We'll you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to email me. You're gonna have to email me uh, uh, Brian's uh, 
email so then i can uh see if i can get a signed copy book, too yeah. well i got my signed so copy Je jeff Je uh, jeff if you're here you, he gave me a signed copy which was pretty cool yeah nice yeah. Uh, nice blurb too uh so appreciate oh, that oh, jeff. Thanks. uh mr kosher shy um you should have gotten the book i haven't heard back i don't know if jeff heard back from you yet but you know we got you the book last tuesday it's been a week i hope i hope you got the book jeff's book so if you did please shoot me an email sergio at the right guy .com. And not only that, hey, uh, if you'd like to come on and talk about Uber and some of the things there, we do invite you on. We've always yeah. invited you on, so hopefully always. we'll be able to get you on. At Open, some invitation. Point Open invitation. Open invitation, as always. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, also, the only other thing, check out my channel, uh, my other channel, where we go and check out some, some pizza uh, places around the area. And not only just around the area, but, you know, around the country. We went to Stowe, Vermont uh recently and uh so whenever i'm on vacation i'm gonna hit up other places uh and then you know i i, I wasn't going to do uh you know some of the big chains like pizza hut or stuff like that or Domino's, but i think i'm gonna, actually going to add that in there because it is going to be relevant for the majority of the country uh that have those areas and the reason why i changed my mind is because uh, i saw an ad on facebook from speedway and 7-eleven pizza so <laughs> no that was pretty funny but uh don't do 7-eleven don't do 7-Eleven Well, no, you know, hey, hey, for the for the for the the show, I think I might, and it, it's oh. just more content, more fun, um, and, and you know, we can rate it and see how yeah. well they actually fare compared to you know mom and pop shops uh, around, because mom and pop shops are always usually a hell of a lot better than than chains, because whatever. But we did go to Blaze Pizza, which is kind of a chain. Uh, I mean, it is a national chain. There's just a not. A lot of them like papa john's or domino's or anything like that so um yeah but head to, head over there check it out it's chris pza chris pizza um that's the channel so go check it out subscribe and uh with that being said uh be safe out there especially if you're west coast or you know if you're out driving uh during the t this time with all the kids running around uh and going yeah. crazy especially the long young little ones who may not be looking across the street and just kind of learning to look both ways to cross the street so be be bleh, be safe and be careful with that and uh you know go out there and make the money pay attention to what's going on if you did make that money uh this past weekend that's awesome but you know if you need some money and you haven't been able to uh because you need to pay some bills or something our sponsor giggle you can check them out uh link is going to be in the description below so you can check them out and uh with that being said be smart be safe make that money we'll thumbs see you guys up. next week thumbs up see you next week be safe and send me your screenshots oh, hey do do we yeah. have a guest next week or no uh not no next week we don't have a guest uh all right so it's just gonna be two, our our two awesome faces yeah uh, and then we'll, we'll do an interactive on. one next week we'll have some uh you know uh viewers come on and join us and do their little five minutes of fame so that's it that's what we'll do awesome all right so we'll look forward to that next week all right all have right. a safe uh halloween everybody and enjoy the candy